Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Broker Michelle Pardo has lived and worked in Lake Forest for over two decades. Michelle's lending experience, when combined with her real estate expertise, makes her an invaluable asset to her clients as they navigate their home buying or selling process. Call Michelle now at 847-528-8721, 847-528-8721. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focused Focusing on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Laracy and Company CPAs, founded in 2010 by Lake Forest's own Brian Laracy, specializes in tax preparation and bookkeeping services. Earning the People Love Us on Yelp Award, their process is straightforward. Just upload, review, and file. For a free quote, visit LaracyCPA.com now. That's L-A-R-I-S-E-Y-C-P-A.com. I'm excited to share with you something special from our Lake Forest community, the Aesthetic Lounge Med Spa, located at 775 North Bank Lane in Lake Forest near Wisconsin Avenue. This just isn't any spa. They offer an amazing blend of traditional spa services, plus the added benefit of medical procedures and treatments. In a relaxing and luxurious spa environment, you can enjoy a range of cosmetic and aesthetic treatments. These are all performed under the supervision of top medical professionals. The Aesthetic Lounge Med Spa provides skin care, facial rejuvenation, body contouring, laser hair removal, Botox, dermal fillers, chemical peers, and much more. What's great is that each treatment is tailored not just to enhance your appearance, but also to address specific skin concerns and to promote overall well-being. So if you're looking to pamper yourself and take your beauty routine to the next level, give the Aesthetic Lounge Med Spa a call at 224-768-8028 or visit them at their location on North Bank Lane. It's an experience your skin will thank you for. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters, Otto, John C., Helen, and Herrick. Hey, is that, uh, is that Vinny Vega in the picture behind you? That would be Vinny Vega. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> a, a, a past and future Lake Forest podcast guest, uh, Lake County Clerk Anthony Vinny Vega. Mmm. Any relation <laughs> to the uh, uh, Royale with cheese? Vinny Vega? No. I, th- I think he did come up with that name. I don't know, but I think he's kind of young, John. John, this is uh, my partner, Joe Weiss. Uh, you were He wasn't on the last Scouts. time. And uh, there you go. Our, our guy, Scoo Walker, he's too scared to come on the uh, show. A happy belated 60th, Scoo Walker, out there. Everybody hey. give him a nice big uh, purple noogie. Um, but ever since we haven't had Scoo on, we're we're lacking in what's going on with sports. So, and you're a busy guy. You got a couple uh, podcasts. What are they, John? Well, currently uh, there is no podcast. Uh, or so blogs, I, blogs. Blo- yes, yes. I, I, yeah. So, yes, a couple different newsletters, and 
But I told you, I, I saw Scoo on a week ago, Wednesday night at, at the boys' basketball game. And if I'd known, yeah. I would have been sure to, to, to you know, tap him on the shoulder or something or, uh, <laughs> you know, mention the birthday wishes. But uh, you know, he gets locked in at those games. You really can't, you know, oh, all the he's, noise. he's so focused on that roster. No, he, yeah, he's, I've watched him at the football games, and he is like so. Well, and they're not easy. And some of the names this year, I got the roster. It's it's not easy this year. You guys <laughs> seen some of the names? How the? I mean, this isn't like Billy White and Johnny McMahon or something. You've got some 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 tough names here to pronounce. You got so a lot of consonants. I don't no like offense. to mess with him. He's in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the premise of this show, John, is you know a couple guys at the bar talking about things, and yeah. Well, I'm in Lake Forest South, otherwise known as Naples right now. And, you know, I'm going to go out to the bar here in a little bit. And the subject of, you know, sports is going to come up. And I don't follow it enough. I mean, I I got you on X or Twitter, okay? Some of the players, like uh, I hooked up with uh, Uline. He got a ride. Congrats, Miami of Ohio. That's as close <laughs> as I, 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 I've gotten. But we need you to come on to clue us in. What should we be paying attention to? Who's getting rides? Who's doing well? Like Asa, I just know his first name. Asa went to Clemson. That's all I, you know. Give give us an update on what's going on in the local sports, John. Well, with the football, yes, you mentioned Logan Uline, uh, the um, the last uh, boy in that sort of the trifecta of Uline men to come through the Lake Forest Scouts program. Older brother Mac is a scholarship player at Northwestern expect him to see a lot of playing time, you know, uh, this year, uh, younger brother, Brock, I mean, Max, younger brother, Brock, Logan's older brother, Brock, the middle child is also at Miami of Ohio. So now Logan will be joining, uh, you know, brother Brock at Miami of Ohio. Um, Right. And he's interesting, uh, um, player because, yeah, he's somebody who, uh, was Mr. Versatility, you know, somebody they played mostly on the offensive line, but a year ago, because they just needed extra bodies on the defensive line, uh, played on the inside, played a little nose tackle, played a little outside. Um, again, he's a big body, about 250 pounds or so. Probably was close, maybe a little bit lighter than that during the season. Um, but um, but yeah, and he and he played mostly guard, played some tackle along the offensive line. So um, he's somebody who's also captain of the team, so has some leadership skills. Uh, just so where he's going to play at Miami of Ohio, I'm not really sure. Uh, I would probably see him more, you know, who knows? He he might play some offensive line, might play on the, he also played some linebacker as a junior. So he definitely has that sort of, um, I think, uh, intuition to play wherever that they want him. He has that skill set, capacity to work hard. Uh, and, and, and someone who is, um, you know, I think is, he's just a great addition to any team that he makes because of the person that he is. Uh, so he will make that that program better. Uh, so always, always good to see another Uline. Unfortunately, there's not a fourth Uline son uh, to come to the program. Uh, so that'll be it for that particular group. And then the other signee was, uh, you, know, you know, Tommy Aberly, uh, who is a well-known uh, Lake Forest Scout athlete, uh, kind of a, a, a bit of a throwback in the sense that you're talking about somebody who's basically a three-sport athlete, doesn't play baseball anymore. Um, but he'll be a, I mean, he'll, he'll be a, a, a seven year varsity athlete, meaning three years football, four years basketball on the varsity, currently making a good run with the basketball team right now, which we can sort of talk about for a few, few minutes if you'd like, but he's going to Butler. Uh, he's probably going to play linebacker there for Butler. 
uh, a good Pioneer League school in Indianapolis, good solid competition. That's a good fit for Tommy. Um, Tommy, unfortunately, not the biggest guy. If you stand next to him, you know, he's probably about 180, 190 pounds. That wouldn't necessarily work uh, probably at a high division one level just because of his prototype. He certainly has the the motor and the uh, the intelligence to play at a high D1 level. But I think just he's more of a leaner build. So uh, but a good fit for him. Very happy. Likes the guys there. Uh, and he's also somebody he will be uh, wherever he goes. He will make that campus, that program better just by his presence and his work ethic and the kind of unselfish player that he is. Um, so we're certainly happy whenever scouts guys go on and play at the next level. The U-lines, that's pretty damn impressive. It's not like they they need the ride, but they got the ride. They worked their ass off to get there. We we blow the grandfather a lot of crap, but uh, that's a credit to uh, uh, the work ethic. And my nephew knows one of them. Um, I believe the one that went to Northwestern, he's at Northwestern too, but they don't have uh, their nose isn't up in the air. They're hardworking, you know, nor normal kids. So I give kudos where kudos is is due. I don't know the the parents, but just seeing and hearing from from the kids and what they've done is pretty damn impressive. Yeah, I think you you said it there, uh, you know, Pete, that you would not, you can't meet more humble. I mean, Mac and, and Brock are a little different personality than um, um, Logan. Uh, you know, Logan's somebody who's going to question things. You know, if you're full of shit, he's going to tell you that, right? He's he, he's he's that kind of kid. He's kind of like the youngest child, right? If you get a younger kid who's going to be, a, you know, that that's kind of more that that kind of. Oh, 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 they have a daughter as well who's who's still in high school, but he's the youngest son, um, and he has more of that type of personality. Um, but um, Mac and Logan and Lo and sorry, and and you know Brock, they aside from you're right, we know about that family and 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 but you would not know it if you met these people. Like you would have no idea that 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 their father is who he is or that they are part of a family business that is the Uline. Um, they are just about as hey, it's all about work, it's all about helping my teammates out. Uh, you know, I'll, if I have to go out and line the field, I will do that. If I have to grab other people's equipment and take it in the locker room, like they have a blue collar ethic um, that uh, you wouldn't, again, sort of beguiles the the wealth which was that they come from. Well, Dick and Dick and Liz Uline are their grandparents, if I'm not Correct. mistaken. So, yeah, the, the parents uh, are, are, are Brian and Karen are, are their mom and dad. Yeah, Dick and and uh, and and uh, is the is the uh, great job. Yeah, yeah, and I think that and I think that work ethic comes from their parents, right? And that and that family, and 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 so uh, I, as someone, I'm a junior scouts coach. I coach our eighth grade team here in the area. I coached. I, I had I had the pleasure of you know coaching Logan as an eighth grader, um, and and to see him develop to where he is. You take a lot of pride in that, you know, and I think that's one one of the great things about coaching at that age. You can see their growth at the high school level and what a great job the high school coaches do. And and Logan, let's just say he he has squeezed, I think, every every piece of juice out of that orange that he can at the high school level. Now to see him in college, I'm really, really fascinated to see what's going to happen. And I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how how Brian and Karen are going to divide their time up. You know, I guess the one advantage to having a son go go to the same school as the other one is 
that, that avoids a third road trip, right? So you can just go to Oxford, you know, see them both play, and then you can see Mac as well at, at Northwestern. So uh, that's always fascinating to see how parents, you have multiple kids in college, like how they figure out their weekends. <laughs> well, it'd be like now, uh, Mrs. Kelsey, who we see uh, going between the Eagles and the Chiefs, right, on uh, <laughs> right, Sundays, right. kind of like that. Right. Not anymore. <laughs> right, right, right. So, 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 so John, did, he retire? did Jason retire finally? Yeah. So yeah. he did. Okay. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, that's why he yeah, was all done. decked out in Chiefs stuff. Uh, well, he always Bowl. does that. He, he's sports the old, brother. I mean, old lineman. He's the uh, the right winger of the family, I think, in uh, the tight ends, the uh, left winger. I don't all know. I'm trying to keep politics out of it, whatever. They're all laughing to the bank. You know, the U-lines, I, I will say this uh, about, about them. You know, you can set aside the politics part of it. But if you look at the history of the U-line company, they um, started with it started like nothing. It was a tiny little company and, and Dick Uline built it into the success that it is. And there's a lot of, John, there's a lot of correlation between success in sports and success in business we've seen over the years. So I think the the skills that the Uline brothers are showing on the football field, um, you know, will help one day in their business careers. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and you know, to close the loop on this is I, I think they, as I said before, there is a blue collar lunch pail work ethic that is within that scouts football culture. It starts with the head coach, you know, Chuck Spagnuolo, who's kind of a no nonsense guy. Um, and I think the, the Uline sort of adopted those principles and also led, but in different ways, you know, Mac, I think is more of a lead by example, you know, sort of, you know, sort of athlete, you know, Brock sort of in that mold mold too. Uh, but if you talk to guys that are still within the program, they will tell you how much Mac and Brock are still present and how much they influence them. And certainly Logan as well. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Logan having two big brothers around uh, that there was some influence there and sort of, you know, trickle down effect in terms of who, who he is. Um, but just again, just excited for the family. And Miami of Ohio is a very good Mac program. You know, they sort of won their division last year within the Mac. Um, so, I mean, they will, they will find a use for him, uh, you know, somewhere down there at, uh, in Oxford. So, so those are the two that got the rides. I'm sure there'll be others that are coming on, you know, D1 or D2, D3, what, you know, whatever. What about the ones that are coming, are in college now playing ball or just coming out? Like at Notre Dame, you got the, uh, the quarterback, the wide receiver, and then you got the D lineman. Is he got one year left uh riley mills you know what's going on with him yeah so so riley is a I'm trying to think of what if he would have been a if, if he's gonna yeah riley graduated he was an early enrollee so he graduated in the winter of 2019 so he enrolled at notre dame early in 2020 so this coming fall will be his his fourth year uh, he could have declared for the draft uh, from the, the little that I that I know about is that he just said he I mean, the the draft grade was not at a level to where he felt comfortable declaring um, and he'll have an opportunity at Notre Dame this year, I think, to see the field a little bit more. I mean, they're so they're so deep at Notre Dame. If you watch these games, right, guys, I mean, they're kind of shuffling guys in and out every single play. So you'll have guys that are kind of specialists, might be pass rush guys who just just play on third down. Um, but I think Riley is somebody who I think is probably needs to have a little bit, it can show that he can be more of a three down guy and play a few more downs. Um, and so whether he's going to be inside or outside, you know, to be determined, 
he will definitely be a draft pick in 2025. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, but yes, he'll be back this year, you know, for, you know, for the Irish. Um, and I think between him and Mac, and you've also got, you know, guys like Richie Hoskins, I want to make sure I did mention Richie Hoskins, who's somebody who was the conference player of the year, uh, all state guy in, in uh, uh, lacrosse. Uh, his senior year took the scouts to a, a, a state championship game in the spring of 2021. He also played that spring season of 2021 as well, which was, of course, we had that canceled, um, you know, thanks to uh, Governor JB in the fall of 2020. And then in the spring, uh, the scouts went six and zero that year, thanks to Hoskins. And Richie is now at Vanderbilt and played played a little bit last year at slot receiver, uh, caught caught touchdown pass against Georgia. Uh, so he's somebody who's also moving up a bit and somebody to keep an eye on this year in the fall. That's um, Richie Hoskins at Vanderbilt at wide receiver. The kid that hurt his knee, who uh, was a quarterback and he was a punter and he was a kick everything two, three years ago. Do you know what I'm talking about? Anything happened with him? He probably He's probably doing baseball now. Try the, uh, so Kai Kroger is a punter at South Carolina. And right. Kyle was a you know star punter, all state punter for the Scouts, also a 2020 graduate. Uh, he was there 2018, 2019. So he's now a South Carolina. Another guy, make sure I mention Kai, who could, I don't, I don't know if yeah. draft, but somebody who has a shot at the NFL. Uh, he was he's all SEC. Check out his Twitter, check out his Instagram feed. And that guy's got like NIL deals. Like he's he's definitely leveraging living in Columbia, South Carolina, and being a football player, guys, right? You know. Um, piece of it. So I'm trying to think, uh, Pete, of, sort of who you're talking about. No, it's about. the he played. I'm sorry, he played wide receiver. He got hurt in the first couple games of the year. This year? To, no, oh. when they went to the final four, uh, which was what three years ago. He was baseball, he did everything. Uh, oh, crap. I'll, yeah, the I'll look at it. Yeah, the name's uh, escaping me here. I'm usually it's uh, it, you know, it's it's kind of hard we'll, to stop. We'll edit it out. Well, well you know what? Okay, we yeah. won't edit it out. We need more people to clue us in on what's going on. <laughs> We're at the bar. We don't know. We need, we need all the help we can get here. Yeah, hey, we uh, do. Joe, why yeah. are you wearing the, Joe? Why are you wearing that particular sweatshirt? I'm supporting the uh, the scouts. I mean, I have a I have a Lake Forest Scout uh, student in my in my uh, house, and uh, I. Uh, also, you know, it's got the little arrowhead here. If you look closely, yeah, that's a good that's a good design. I gotta say, yeah, <laughs> I don't know where we. I think we got this at the scout. You know, they have that uh, scout store at the high school um, that's open like I think once or twice a week, and then Kittles has stuff. You know, at Market Square and stuff. So I we've got a. a We've got a lot of scout gear, and we wear well, it to the game. Well, Joe, the tangents I was looking for is number but one. But I know where you're going. You want the chief. The chief, the, the spear. And then the number spear. two, the, the dance team, two years in a row, uh, taking all state. My niece. My niece is part of that dance. Uh, just a shout-out to, to a friendly car. Uh, and uh, the uh, scouts dance team down there in Orlando, just kind of showing up. Um, I can't, uh, I think they were in jazz and palms finished top 10, I think in the country in both jazz and palms. So congrats to, uh, you know, the girls. And I tell you that the, the, the dance stuff, Pete and Joe, the, the amount of, of time, look, all varsity athletes put in time, whether it's hockey with baseball, with basketball, football, these guys put in time, but the dance stuff, 
I mean, it is like the to, to have that kind of cohesion is remarkable to me what those girls uh, can do. So congratulations to them. And Pete, I guess if, if we're supposed to be at the bar, then I, I mean, I would have. I mean, I would have popped a zombie dust or something. I would have had maybe Joe Joe Neasley at Chiefs come over. There um, <laughs> you go. I got to be down there at with you, man, and and doing some day drinking on a on a pretty dreary, uh, you know, kind of uh, you know winter day here. In, I heard uh, it's sixty February. degrees in Lake Forest. I'd be out there in my. Day it is. Seat. It is fairly warm here today. So it has. But Joe, it, like Nathan, I've been burning the styrofoam all night long to get some global warming going here. Well, it's kind of funny. Joe just leaves Naples. Don't and tell Alderman Rummel. Oh, oh, don't get me going. <laughs> but Joe, isn't your uh, daughter on the cheerleading team or something? Was she JV, part of that? Yes, JV. Okay. Yes, got it. Okay, just so, you know, just trying to give the uh, yeah, no, the no, women, no. She, the women I mean, scouts like, a little. Yeah, I, I look any sport, cheerleading, dance, football. I mean, I mean, it could be badminton, right? I mean, whatever it is, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, it takes time. It takes. You know, and you got to, and all these kids have to balance that with their academic work. Um, so it is, you know, my hat is off to any student athlete at any level, what they do. And the parents, um, you know, when I watched that NFL draft, um, I used to just watch to see who the Bears would, how the Bears would screw up the draft, right? <laughs> but I, I now have, now that I'm a parent and have had, you know, kids in high school and 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 athletes, athletics and stuff, I watch to see the parents, to see, you know, their reaction when they are um, their little kid who they've been driving every day to practice for years and years gets picked to be in the NFL. Wow, that's just a that's that's to me is really cool as a parent, you know, as a parent of a student athlete. And, and I'm sure, you know, whether it's the U-Lines or these other kids you're talking about, the, the family's got to be really proud of, of, of their kid. And they deserve as much credit as the kid for um, supporting them and, you know, driving them to practice before they had their driver's licenses, all that stuff. Joe, I'm sure there's a soundbite in there somewhere. <laughs> I'll, I'll get in the Lake the, County uh... Gazette on that one. Thank you. <laughs> Tell me. Tell me about the spear. You, uh, I've questioned Montgomery a few times, and I, I just got tired of going through the FOIA process. Do you think they're really going to get rid of the Scouts logo, John? They can't. I mean, they can't. I mean, I know there's there there seems to be that uh, I know there's there, there's some recent uh, legislation right that um, is going around. I can't think of the name of the uh, state assemblyman who is. Uh, Right, a, a, attempting to cancel mascots and and logos that that will never happen up here. I, I just I I I can't see. I don't know why that the administration uh, would want to take that on. I just don't. I I don't yeah. see. And so I I mean, do you guys sense the a a a push or a movement from residents or parents who 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 want to get rid of it? I, I mean, think there's I, a vocal minority out there. And, you know, unfortunately, as we learn sometimes in politics, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. But I think if it was ever put on the ballot as a referendum, uh, keeping the scout would win in a landslide. I don't even think it's a partisan issue. I think it's, you know, and I've seen other schools that have done this. Um, you know, I, I come from, I grew up, I went to Niles North. Um, and the sister school to Niles North was Niles West. And, you know, they had they when I was a student, they were the Niles West Indians. 
Um, they are now the Niles West Wolves because about 20 years ago, they fell into this political correctness trap um, and, and changed the name. And I remember at the time, like, okay, so Niles North is the Vikings. Is that derogatory towards Norwegians, stereotyping or Scandinavians, stereotyping them as, as these Vikings? I mean, where does it... Miami, Florida, uh, University of Miami, they're the hurricanes. That's a weather event that's killed probably a million people in the course of human history, uh, hurricanes. So, we, um, you know, I, 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 political correctness gone awry, in my opinion. Well, Lake, Lake Forest is, despite what people hear, or whatever the headlines are, it's basically a conservative town. I, I feel that um, I bring it up because... I went to Lane Tech, and just recently the Indians turned into the champions. What the hell is a champion, you know? Um, but I, I do see, like, if somebody needs to get a headline for uh, a political move, a school board or something, I do see them throwing that thing out there. And there has been talk about – there's been talk, but not, it doesn't seem like it's getting any legs because right now – Joe, when does that uh, tax bill hit? April. So there's going to be a lot of bitching when that thing hits. I was going to say, there's going to be a lot. Of, people aren't going to be talking about this anymore. They're going to be talking about, oh, my gosh. This is now, how much I owe. Now, <laughs> now, John, you can step out on this. Because remember, we're at the bar and these things come up. You see that Bob the Builder guy uh, that shows all the different construction things going on. Uh, very very well done video productions uh, by uh, what's a communications lady again? I forget my best friend. I I, I don't Oakley. know what she's doing. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> think she's less... doing it. They, they hired an outside firm to do it. Yeah, you know, for yeah. About thirty thousand um, dollars. Yeah, uh, I think you mean at, at, at District One Fifteen. I think it's I think it's Melissa yeah. Oakley. Who I think. Yeah, is, oh, it's uh... Melissa. Melissa yeah. knows. Well, we don't want to. We don't want to get John canceled like we got Scoop canceled. With <laughs> yeah, we don't want to go the there. School, but... so... <laughs> oh, guys, oh, my... I'm. That's okay, guys. I'm, you know, uh, read my newsletter going back to 2020. So trust me, I've I've been canceled many times over, man, doxxed online. So trust me, nothing that can happen now is 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 close to what was going on during all that stuff a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, and that's a good point you bring up, Joe. I just don't think in this particular environment, with what's happening with the referendum going and the tax bills and and what's happening with the school and them barely pushing that across the finish line, right? last year um, and a shout out to the parents care people who continue, I think to do a really good job of, of just presenting the facts here, presenting the information, presenting the data. Um, I just can't see them taking something on like, you know, like, you know, okay, scouts. Now let's, let's have a conversation about kind of what that means. Uh, and let's have a conversation about, um, um, you know, maybe who might be offended by uh, a, a spear or about a, a we, we're, we're an environment now in a culture right now where, Feelings matter too much anyway, and we have too many people now that that are that 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 ignore facts. I think mean, we're talking about leaders, political leaders, legislative leaders, coaches, all all different level, um, who uh, who go ad hominem too much, and and give arguments that are have really have nothing to do with facts and are just sort of instruments to uh, garner personal emotions out of themselves or to get emotions out of their subjects. And so this to me is an emotional argument and has nothing to do with what the people in this particular district want. Um, and so I think we got to sort of, let's let's sort of focus on, on getting the schools better, 
making sure kids are being prepared for college um, and making sure we're going out and supporting our, 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 our young people athletically, academically, socially, all these types of things. Uh, and not get caught up in some sophistry discussion about, you know, a, a, a nickname, which to me garners more pride. And people actually went back and researched what, what scouts were and what it's really about. Uh, I think they would understand that it actually represents our community um, quite well. Well, and that's the compelling argument that was made uh, in at Niles West when, um, unfortunately, they made the change. Chief Illini Wet uh, at University of Illinois, look, people said, hey, look, this is to show and to display the pride, just as, as Vikings. And T Pete's doing the tomahawk chop there. The team that just won, won the Super Bowl, the woke Kansas City Chiefs, thanks to Taylor Swift, supposedly, um, every game at Arrowhead, that whole crowd does the tomahawk chop, just like the Atlanta Braves fans and the Florida State Seminole fans. So, I mean, it's I think it's a big nothing burger. I think it's some it's when people have nothing to talk about. They they go on this tangent and it it gets a little bit of juice every once in a while, like Cleveland Indians yeah. just changed their name, Washington Redskins some of that, but then it dies off because there is so much more important stuff out there to talk about, as you just said. Yeah, no, and, and the, yeah, I mean, the nickname thing to me as a Washington Redskins fan, as you grew up in Virginia during the 1980s and was a fan of those teams, that was strictly a, a, an owner. It was, it was a money decision. You know, FedEx was going to cancel due to public pressure and sponsorship pressure. They were going to cancel the naming rights on the stadium if Snyder didn't change the name. So he he flipped it and changed it. The new owner, I'm hoping, will go back to the Redskins um, and to 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 the heritage of that team and sort of you know what they're about. And I'm you know I, I'm with you, like guys. It's like I I I try the I I to me sports is the last meritocracy. So I try not to politicize it. When I watch the game, I want to watch the game. I want to have a beer. You're hanging out with your buddies, whatever your family wants. I don't want to be thinking about what these people's political uh, stances are or sort of what they do outside of that field of play. Um, but it was difficult for me watching, you're right, the Chiefs this year. As soon as Travis Kelsey took money from Big Pharma, as soon as he did that, uh, did, did that uh, you know, Pfizer commercial, it it sort of it tinted my view of him a little bit. You know, um, I, I I don't I couldn't care less with the whole Taylor Swift thing. I thought it was more funny and amusing than than anything else. Um, but but yeah, but that's kind of the environment that we're in these you know these days. Un, 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 unfortunately, so I, I again I prefer just to just to put the sixty five inch screen up, pour a beer, or whatever, watch the games. Um, and for the most part, I think we've got. That's why the NFL ratings I think are are so much higher now, guys, than they've been. They did a great job, I think, eliminating. Some of the sort of you know woke politics and 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 not having the sort of virtue signaling that I think you see with the NBA and you saw with the NHL I think. Too. Oh yeah, the the NBA they might as well fill out an in kind contribution uh, form to the Democratic National Committee. It seems like they, it's like a commercial for the the Democratic Party. But how, yeah, how, I, I'm with you. I I want to watch. Look, I'm as political as they come, but that's my job. That's my you know vocation. I want to sit back and watch a, a sporting event, football, baseball, whatever, and not think about that stuff for three hours. I just want to watch the game. So getting back and to the NBA Lake sucks Forest. anyway. Yeah. And, Joe, and PTA, yeah. The NBA sucks anyway. So go ahead. 
Yeah. Why you even bring up the degree. NBA? It sucked since Michael Jordan retired. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Amen. Go, go LeBron. Okay. So, Joe, you were there. John, I don't know if you were there when they had the uh, kickoff for that new uh, artificial turf. Um, we haven't talked that much about it. That was a big political thing. And correct me if I'm wrong, but all these, the haters of the turf, they hate the forever plastics. And it just drives me crazy when I see them sipping out of a plastic water bottle. But do you see the the next political thing is going to be to to monetize that turf? Because I forgot what the, the number is each year to because it lasts 10 years or something like that. And they need to bring in money. Yeah. What are, what are your thoughts on bringing in tournaments to Lake Forest, John? It's going to happen, guys. I mean, when you say tournaments, you, you mean uh, like youth tournaments, youth lacrosse tournaments. You mean high school tournaments? I mean, all of it. All, monetizing the field by doing tournaments. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Do. I think it's going to happen for sure. I mean, I think you're you're starting to see it now. Yes, I was there. I was invited to the the grant. I think it was in November of last year. There was the same. Actually, it was a it was a beautiful night. Uh, you know, uh, weather-wise, I couldn't get there for the actual ceremony, but I did get there and sort of saw. Um, the field itself. Um, and I know of, I know we will be, um, we're going to run a spring football league and we're going to practice on that field for the first time. And we'll be able to play this season, hoping to have some home games there, uh, at least for, you know, junior scouts there in the fall. And to me, that's what it's supposed to be for, that it should be a shared usage field. Um, and it should be an opportunity for the rec programs, right? They should be able to use those, th those fields. But you also have to, you certainly have to pay for it. So I think farming it out to, you know, private sector and, and having, um, um, you know, youth sports industry, whether it be lacrosse, uh, you know, field hockey, soccer, having them be able to use it as well. I think that's fine too. But but I think absolutely. I think you're going to see uh, certainly youth tournaments. I know that currently uh, lacrosse and soccer, I know have 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 spent, there's, a, there's, a, there's this big massive a private equity lacrosse company called team one, which has really come into the North shore area. And that's been kind of their strategy where they bought up all this field space. Right. So if you're, I'm not sure it's exactly happened this way in Lake Forest, but like in Winnetka, for instance, when they build all those beautiful fields down there, uh, they basically wrote an open check and said, how much is it going to cost for us to buy up all the primetime field space? And that's been, there's been some pushback, I think at the local level for that stuff, because the fields are supposed to be for, Basically, you know, for house teams, right? For kind of rec league teams. So that to me will be an interesting uh, dynamic there between private versus public uh, in terms of the use, the sort of use of that field and something to monitor over the next five and 10 years. Will pickleball uh, be a sport at the high school? It's got to be. Well, girls flag football is the next one, guys. You will see a Yeah, they just had a big uh, thing at Hallis Hall about it. I was uh, there. I was there, Joe and Pete. I was there. They brought out all the all the big guns. Uh, you know, Pete would have loved it because there was. Uh, I think the, I think the over under on uh, the the use of the word inclusion was about eight and a <laughs> half going in. If if you if you took the over, you would have won. Um, so uh, and and that would have been a fun drinking game. Right? How many times you hear the word DEI used at one of these press conferences? Right. So, um, but it was uh, it, 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 it Kevin Warren. The Bears president was there. So this is a big initiative, not just here locally, but but coming from the NFL and, and from the Bears. So 
I don't know if Lake Forest High School is going to have a team or not. I'm still checking to see if, if they are. I think it may take a few years to see it kind of progress. Um, but pickleball, I mean, I don't know. Is that something that, like, young people play? I mean, I – My wife and I are in a pickleball uh, class at the well, – I expected you to be Forest in there for sure, yeah. Rec Center, and we single-handedly bring the average age of the class down about 20 <laughs> years. <laughs> so I don't know if it's, uh, um, and I'm 55. Uh, so, um, I, I don't know if it's a sport that kids want to play at the high school level. Now is the flag football, is that the pro bowl this year was a flag football game. Correct. And we hear all this talk about concussions in football. Is this kind is this slowly going to make it to where we don't have tackle football one day? Do you think? I mean, that'll never happen. I don't think in, in, in this particular area, I don't think it'll happen in, um, you know, more middle-class, upper middle-class communities. I think uh, you know, football is uh, an expensive sport, takes a lot of resources. I think there's definitely uh, data out now that shows that that gap uh, where uh, in certain uh, communities, certainly urban communities, uh, they're really struggling, you know, Joe and Pete to, to feel competitive teams. We see it at the youth level. And we see programs like Zion and, and North Chicago that are really used to be phenomenal. You I mean the, the youth programs are kind of coming along, but the high schools are really struggling. So then you're, you're going to continue to see that sort of economic gap. Um, I think flag football can maybe close that gap a bit eh, because you're adding uh, women and girls into it. Right. So there's a whole other segment of the population you can play. And it's not that expensive to play. You know, all you really need is, a, you know, small field space, flags. Uh, you, you know, some headgear to kind of protect their heads. So, but to answer your specific question from a safety thing, I think there's just, I mean, that me as a youth coach, coach, for instance, I have to go through multiple certifications to be able to, to coach. Um, and those certifications are done um, from a health and safety perspective. So, uh, you know, so the equipment has never been any better. Uh, so I, I, I think that, that that part of it, I think we're sort of past that the sort of head injury scare of 2017, 2018, 2019, you may still see some legacy media types who, who do want the sport eliminated or who, who, who don't like the fact that there is this economic gap um, like the New York times and some of these like that, 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 you know, who continue to sort of push this narrative, but the sport is not safe. Or Tua takes now, another hit. Yeah. It's, it's not safe for him. It's not safe for certain guys, in the NFL, but these are 30 year old men who are making their own decisions about what to do with their bodies. Yes, then it's probably not safe for them. But for it, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14-year-olds, uh, the way it's constructed now um, is perfectly safe. I would argue that um, as a cheerleading parent, uh, I'm going to get in <laughs> trouble for this, but uh, I think the football players are safer than the cheerleaders. Um, the cheerleaders are doing you know, all sorts of yep. um, pyramids and stuff, and they um, – ball on each other and and i know they use the mats and stuff so i'm, I'm you know not accusing anybody but i football players got the gear on i sometimes think the cheerleaders need the gear on from uh you know when they do these pyramids and stuff because it that, that some bad things can can happen and soccer and cheerleaders i mean you know this stuff that hey i don't want my kid to do a contact sport but if you look at the concussions they're just like joe said there's more over there Speaking of concussions, I don't know if this is Sedgway or not, but Justin Fields, man, he gone. He he unlike the Bears on Instagram or whatever it is. You got a thought on what's going on with Fields? 
Well, first I would ask Joe is if, if he, if he, is there, is there a t-shirt underneath that um, quarter zip that says the hashtag palm dad? Do we do, do we have that palm dad? Is that, is that Joe? No, oh, I, uh, okay. I no, just wear right. the they, I, they, I don't think there's any uh, cheerleading specific gear for the parents. I think it's just the gotta change that. Gotta girls change it. wear that. Yeah, I, I like I said, the scout store. We've been we go to that scout store every uh, every so often, and we stop in Kittles, and we're always picking up uh, some Lake Forest stuff to show our support. And I've uh, since moving here, I've been very impressed at the spirit of the community towards the high school sports like when it's homecoming weekend all the flags in yes. in downtown lake forest um you don't see that in some other suburbs around here and i, I that's really a credit to the community rallying behind uh, agree the, the yeah i agree they do a great job with the clap out which they do you know for kids that are kind of going downstate so i know they did it with the, with the dance uh, uh girls before they went down to uh bloomington but Pete, your question about about Justin Fields, um, yeah, isn't that isn't that funny? You know, the the fact that these guys track this stuff, but he unfollowed the Bears on social media. Uh, personally, just as a fan, uh, I don't think he's the answer. I think they have a great leverage position this year, having the number one draft choice. At some point, you got to pay Justin Fields. To me, he's not worthy of starting quarterback money. Watch the games again. I kind of go back to this discussion now, where everybody everybody makes uh, conclusions based on emotion, not the facts. And watch the data, look at the statistics. He's not a starting quarterback in this league. He's just not, you know. So uh, maybe somebody else will design an offense around him. Um, and if the Bears weren't in a position to have the number one pick in the draft, maybe they would have to keep Justin Fields. But take a quarterback, take Caleb Williams, take, you know, Drake May, see if you can get a good deal for Justin Fields. If somebody will will take him, maybe get maybe get a second or a third round pick for him. Best of luck to Justin. I think he's a tremendous um, um, uh, leader and a tremendous person, everything that I hear about him as a, as a young man. Uh, but he's not a starting quarterback in this league long-term. Is Caleb Williams the answer? I, I think one of those guys is Joe, I think. Right. I mean, I, I, as a, as a, sorry, Redskins hail to the Redskins, you know, commanders uh, fan. Uh, they have a second pick. Uh, Caleb Williams is from the DMV area. Uh, you know, DC sort of Maryland area. So I'd love to see the, the commanders get him, but, but I wouldn't be surprised if the bears take him. I, yeah. I, I think at some point the bears are going to have to draft a franchise quarterback. Right. And sort of have him be the guy. Um, and so it seems like this year they're in pretty good position to, to take him. So yeah, I'd take Williams uh, take some draft capital that you made from uh, you know, uh, making that trade last year, you know, trade Justin Fields, beef up that offensive line, get some more skill guys, um, and let's give uh, you know, the the McCaskey family a little bit more um, uh, juice, uh, so they can you know try to squeeze the uh, uh, taxpayers of uh, of Illinois and Cook County uh, or Northern Cook County to get a new stadium deal. You know, if you're if you're twelve and four and thirteen and three, you know that 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 helps when you're trying to get these tax abatements and you're trying to get some of these referendums uh, pushed forward, right? So have a winning product. And they may help you actually get a, you know, get a new stadium. Yeah, who's going to bleed the taxpayers more, McCaskey or, or Jerry Reinsdorf? I don't know. <laughs> well, well, I think Reinsdorf is just trying to get 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 some of the um, uh, uh, taxes diverted, right? I think he's trying to get some of that hotel tax money that I think is already getting going into the uh, Illinois, um, I think, Sports Authority that kind of runs the facilities in the state. 
I think he's been he's been down there shilling for that. I don't think he's actually trying to get technically new taxes. He just wants whatever a percentage of whatever uh, the hotel taxes. No, you can't, guys. It's too many, too much evidence of there, no more public money for stadiums. It's not good. It's 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 bad for these communities. So um, they got to figure it out, and maybe he'll go to St. Petersburg this time. Yeah, I mean, I'll give. I'm a Sox fan. I grew up a Sox fan, um, which is kind of rare growing up in Northern Cook County, but. Um, I got to give credit to the Cubs and the Ricketts family because they don't get a dime from yeah. the government. Wrigley Field, privately built, privately owned. They don't get a penny from the taxpayers. And sometimes they win, sometimes they lose, but they're a very successful business what, on their own. What Gun to your head, John. They didn't get the tax valuation they were looking for. They're trying to squeeze Arlington Heights at the risk of the school budget. I don't know if there was a political thing. I, I used to live in Arlington Heights for a while and I go back and I just see a flat, you know, no more Churchill Downs, no more douche sway. Uh, it's just yeah. a blank, blank field. Do you think they're going to be in Arlington Heights or stay in Chicago? I do. I think, I think at the end of the day, I think they'll go to Arlington Heights. I just don't, I mean, um, yeah, somebody who spent many, uh, you know, many days there at, you know, Arlington park, probably <laughs> like you guys did. Right. Uh, enjoyed that. You know, those are always kind of fun, fun, uh, fun day trips to make. Speaking of day drinking, right? That was always a good hooky day and kind of go to go to Arlington Park and kind of play the um, play the ponies. I mean, not that I would ever, you know, do anything like that ever. I was I was goaded into going, guys. I was never the leader. I was always a follower in that particular situation. If you um, need gambling help, dial one eight hundred Gambler. Speaking of that, I get yeah, I mean my FanDuel app is blowing up right now. But anyway, um, yeah, I just think so. I I I I don't know any other option. I mean, right now, I know that you know Kevin Warren is 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 sort of taking bids or at least having conversations with people out of Naperville and some other areas. But again, they they already put millions of dollars in that particular site. Um, and I just think it's kind of a waiting game, and and where where eventually I think they will sort of get what they need. Uh, to be able to move forward with it. But if I were a resident in, in, in Arlington Heights, I wouldn't want it. I mean, I wouldn't want it. I mean, if I lived there, I I, I would move or I would, you know, I, I just don't. And especially, if, I mean, I wouldn't want it if 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 a penny of my tax dollars was going to fund this, I wouldn't want it. Um, but the, the, the site that will eventually, wherever it's built, assuming it's a dome stadium, yep. that site will eventually have the Super Bowl, March Madness, all sorts of other events probably, um, and if you remember way back, Kevin Warren was giving a speech, I shouldn't say way back, but a few months ago, Kevin Warren was giving a speech somewhere and he said, I just got off the phone with Lake Forest and we have interest in the state. And so for about 12 hours, there was this rumor going around town that the Bears were going to build the stadium in Lake Forest. Now, it later got clarified when he said, I got off the phone from Lake Forest. He meant their office in Lake Forest had gotten a call from, I think it ended up being Aurora on this. But for like 12 hours, we're all thinking, where in Lake Forest are they possibly going to build the stadium? Are they going to uh, Eloa Farm? Are they going to like, <laughs> put, you know, and it, we, since we live right by Eloa, we're thinking, hey, one day the Super Bowl is going to be across the street. <laughs> but it was all, you know, so I can see, though, Arlington Park, the racetrack, even even when they had like a capacity race, like Arlington Million or whatever it was called, that's like 20,000 people. Yeah. 
NFL games are what, 75,000 people? That's a lot more traffic. So that's You're a 20 25 minute express ride from this from uh Ogilvy to, to get to Arlington. Yeah, but so most people I, don't take the train to a Bears game, Pete. They drive. Oh, really? And then they like getting out of there? <laughs> I'm telling you, 80, All right, you tell me. 80% of Bears fans don't use public transportation. I just agree. Yeah, saying. I would agree. Yeah. As, as, and as someone who used to live down in that area, I used to, I had a, I live in the, uh, you know, South Loop. I could, I, I was able to walk to the 18th Street Bridge and just go to, you know, go to Bears games. I remember going to a, a Bears Texans games. I think it was in the late 2000s, 06, 07, or something. And the, and the announcer, it was, it, it was the coldest game that year in the NFL. Like 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 pregame before the kickoff. And welcome to and by the way, NFL. It's minus five degrees. Go Bears, you know. So um, yeah, you know, so you know, solid memories of being down there. But yeah, I know I'm I, I'm with you. I, I they they're they still have to obviously work out some of these particulars and and the fact that it's going to be a a a a right. This is going to be a facility, a complex, and not just a bear stadium. Um, and as again, as a as a fan of somebody who lives in the suburbs, I would love to see it. I would go to that, right? Um, as somebody who doesn't really go downtown as much as I used to, uh, I would say yes, I might be more inclined to go to go to more Bears games or go to events or concerts. Taylor yeah, Swift. I, I go to more concerts now. They go to sports. Go to more concerts there. I'm just thinking of: is it good for the residents? Is it good for the state or for the county? Is it a good investment? Um, you know, these types of facilities. And I think historically, um, you know, the, the, these are, it's a lot of puffery, a lot of puffery from these franchises, from these billionaire owners. And I, you're right, Joe, give credit to, 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 you know, Tom Ricketts, mostly because you hired Theo Epstein. That's what I give him the most credit for and staying out of his way and letting a, a Hall of Fame guy do his job. Uh, and, he, and I think Jed Hoyer is doing a great job and they're good. Although, you know, sign Cody Bellinger, please, and get that over with, right? Um but I, I would certainly, I'd be very skeptical of it. I'd be skeptical of whatever numbers that they put out there uh, as you know projections for how this is going to be good for Arlington Heights or you know, good for the county. For the Bears, and we'll we'll get on to the next uh, topic and close this out. To me, the impression that I get is that this is the smartest group for, that has been running things for a long time. Maybe they got lucky with the draft picks or the way they're leveraging things. Um, am I looking at like, what was the, like Polian, was he pretty smart? I mean, we're going back to the eighties. That's, you know, last time I was paying attention, but it seems like they were, Virginia's got a decent team, uh, with polls and whoever's, uh, running things. What's, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, Ryan Poles was hired uh, a couple of years ago to replace. Um, trying to think who the previous GM was. Um, Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace, yes. And so I think what they finally has done, guys. You hear this a lot now in in sports when there's changes um, in the in the org chart, in the org structure, is you hear this word alignment. And I think in previous uh, uh, decades, you did not necessarily have the best alignment, meaning you you might have a, a president like Ted Phillips, right? He was there for a long time, uh, but he's not really a football guy. So he would sort of, I think, uh, uh, concede football decisions to maybe a GM, but then that GM wouldn't necessarily hire the coach because maybe the president hired the coach. So who who's really in charge? So I think... Hiring Kevin Warren 
it's clear who's in charge. Uh, and so now there appears to be more of a org chart where it's sort of up, down, down, up, however you want to want to say it. But in terms of who's making the decisions, the head coach, Matt Eberflus, he coaches a team, right? Ryan Poles picks the players and, and Kevin Warren kind of oversees all of them. And then you have certainly the, the McCaskey sons and the old lady, Virginia, um, who are who are also omnipresent and are, and are certainly there. Uh, I just hope, yeah. So I, I, I think... They're, they're certainly best positioned now, guys, to make sound decisions. Um, will they make those decisions? Remains to be seen. I'm certainly skeptical because they, they haven't done it over the last 20 years. But Pete, to answer your question, if they're ever going to get it right, now would be the time. I mean, look, it's, it's not right for the Detroit friggin' Lions, okay, to be in the NFC Championship game. Right? Okay? So let's go. Campbell's a good coach. Screwed up the last game, but uh, he's a, he's a good coach. He's a good squad there. He's a, yeah. I mean, I but come on. I mean, the whole going on fourth down thing, and I I, I just again another one of these guys. I, I agree with you. Campbell's a good fit for that organization. He seems like he'd be a terrific guy guy to play for. But as somebody who went to Michigan State, has friends who live in Michigan, and they're kind of bought into the towel of sort of Campbell, right? But watch the NFC Championship game and watch some of the decisions that were made in terms of not kicking the field goal, you know, that, that sort of thing. That will that will lose you games at that level. I don't think the Lions will ever be a Super Bowl team because of Campbell. I think, I think there's a ceiling with a coach like him. Um, here in Chicago, I, I don't know much about Eber. I, I know Eberflus can coach defense. You know, that, that much I know he can do. Whether he can, you know, you know get the offensive stuff figured out, we'll see. Bears have always had a good defense. Speaking of uh, good yes. defense, Spagnoli. Joe, you didn't know this, but uh... – Spagnoli's brother and I used to hang over at Yahtzee's in the city, have a few chicken wings uh, back in the Bob? day. Bob yeah. Spagnoli, former Nutrier yeah. coach, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great guy. Pete is definitely a football guy here, if you can tell, John. Um, uh, uh, well, it depends who I'm talking to. We got we to uh, talk about the Scouts basketball team before we – Well, I want to hear – Sp- I want to hear what's going on. All right. Look, I had a beef with uh, – one of Spagnoli's coaches, and uh, I don't know if that dude's oh, no. still around, but I don't want to get into that. But, you know, I I was soured on it, and I thought they are going to have a bad season. I had John come on the show, talk me off the ledge, and it was a – it seemed like they had a better season. Than Thank you, John. <laughs> so I, it got me off the ledge and told say, Pete, this is how you should be looking at it, right? So – Look, I don't want to be the smartest guy in the room. That's why we have you guys on the show. So the outlook for for the football team, what do you think? Who should we look out for? And then we can close out with the spring sports. Yeah, I wish we had a an old Polaroid of you and Bob, uh, you know, drinking what, you know, probably some Pabst Blue Ribbons or something and uh, eating eating some chicken wings back in the day. That would be, uh, yeah, no, Bob Spagnuolo is a great guy. Terrific track coach at Nutria for a, a long, now retired. You know, comes to the games now. I'll talk to him on the sidelines. Uh, you know, terrific guy. Um, I think this year, guys, it's and, and we'll have time to talk about. You know, I'll be happy to come on again, guys, whenever, and we'll talk more as we as we get closer to the season. Um, it's 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 unusually large junior class that will be seniors in the fall. So class of twenty five seniors coming up in twenty four. They've got I think like thirty or thirty five, maybe even more than that. You know, juniors. Um, so. And juniors that that have a lot of experience, who played a lot in 2022 because they had a small senior class, 
in the plate a lot last year. So that would certainly lead yourself to think, hey, they're going to be good and, and uh, you know, they'll be experienced. Um, I have a lot of confidence in that uh, as, as well because experience matters. So I think they're going to be good. Um, I, th- I think I think they have to – I think they've got to um, fix defense a little bit. You know, they they, they struggled and, and you, typically they have a really good defense. They were okay last year, not great on on defense. So they get to figure out some things with with the with the defense, but uh, they usually do. I mean, I was over there last night for a kind of a youth coaching clinic, and they're already in sort of you know uh, football mode. Um, those coaches work extremely hard. Spagnoli goes to clinics. He's got a he's got a, a massive but, network base, so he'll but do he's whatever. A defensive guy, how who's going to do the offense? Defensive guy. Well, the offense will be the same guy who's been doing it. I think since since. Um, since uh, the, almost not quite the Tommy Reese era, you know, uh, again, Phil Dewald, uh, he's been, he's, he's sort of uh, Chuck's uh, right-hand man, defense, uh, offensive coordinator. Um, and he's kind of a run the football. We're going to do play action off of that, run some boots, run some screens. That's kind of what the, the scout system is. Uh, and the offense has been pretty good uh, really the last, um, you know, through that, that, that good playoff run of 2021, 2019. So I think they're going to be fine. They have a quarterback, Danny Van Camp, uh, who wants to play in college, big, strong kid can throw it. Uh, they get a good running back coming back named, um, Marty Hipple. They've got as good skill position talent as they've had in a long time at wide receiver guys who want to play in college guys are working on their sport year round. So I think optimism is, is always high in February, right guys. But I think it's it's you know warranted here, uh, you know, coming into the season. Make What's going on with the basketball team? Or are you gonna, okay, do football? Just a final four. Make a pr- prediction now. We'll we'll bust your balls on it later. We'll edit that on post. Prediction for for what exactly? Uh, the fo- the football team. What do you think? They're all junior. They're going to be seniors. So final four. Oh, I mean like are they going to are they going to make it to the state semifinals? I mean, I don't know, Pete. I mean, you're putting me on the spot here. Ah, in that's why, I mean, well, that's why I, you're here, dude. I would say I would say the over under on wins would be six and a half. So there we Fair go. Enough. All right, Joe, basketball. Yeah, so uh, they're in the playoffs, right? Coming right, coming up uh, yeah. soon. Yeah. So, so what's can, what's I, going on? What what what? How, how what can we expect with the scouts in the playoffs? How, how how's the team looking? Well, you can go to uh, scoutsfootball.substack.com. I actually did a occasionally I will venture away from football. It's the off season and, you know, you know, write about some other sports in Lake Forest. Had a piece up on Tuesday uh, on the basketball team. Uh, yeah, one of the better teams that they've had, guys. So, uh, yeah, so they're I think they're, they're a, a number two seed in the um, St. Bider sectional. Tonight, we're recording this on on, on Wednesday. Uh, they are playing a Northside Prep in the first round of the Class 3A postseason. Uh, so I expect this team to make it to the sectional championship game. Uh, they'll have to face likely DePaul Prep, which is ranked number three in the state. That'll be a tough matchup. Um, Tommy Aberly is the point guard on this team. Terrific player. They've got a lot of other pieces. A real good junior named Hudson Scroggins. Real good post player. Uh, it's a team that is more of a populist distribution. I mean, they rely on more guys. They're about eight deep. A fun team to watch, guys. If you get a chance to get them in mean, Friday night, they're probably going to play in, in the regional final. Gip in North Chicago, watch them play. Um, the, the coaches are having a great time with this team. No drama, just a good group of kids. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a fun time of year, and definitely get out and watch them. And watch Tommy Aberly play as long as you can, guys. Special athlete. We're not going to see someone like Tommy for a long time. 
Uh, he is a, a just a, a he, I can use both hands, left-handed guy, drive, you know, assist. He just, he just set the single season assist record for the scouts this past year. So get out and watch the scouts play here uh, in, in late February, uh, hopefully into March. John, talk about your sub stacks. You got two of them. I know you like to stick on the sports, but you do have another uh, blog that you put out there, newsletter. Yeah, so I appreciate that, Pete. Thanks. Yeah, you can go to the Scouts uh, newsletter, and some of you listening to this might be on the email list. If you're not, you can go to the website, get on the email list. It's all free, uh, and you can get uh, uh, content there. I also have a, have a website, cur.substack.com, uh, where I write about you know other topics, uh, political topics, uh, cultural topics, education. Again, go to the website there. Uh, you know, get on the email list. You'll get my kind of weekly uh, uh, Sunday six column. I'd love to see your Sunday six column on uh, what Nancy Rotering's trying to do to Jeff Hubler and Chris Walker at Ravinia Brewing. Great joint, by the way. Nothing better than a community beverage with a shot of Malord on the side. Great job, guys. Sega Genesis, one of the best bars. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters. Otto, John C., Helen, Herrick, and J.M. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Broker Michelle Parnell has lived and worked in Lake Forest for over two decades. Michelle's lending experience, when combined with her real estate expertise, makes her an invaluable asset to her clients as they navigate their home buying or selling process. Call Michelle now at 847-528-8721, 847-528-8721. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Laracy and Company CPAs, founded in 2010 by Lake Forest's own Brian Laracy, specializes in tax preparation and bookkeeping services. Earning the People Love Us on Yelp Award, their process is straightforward. Just upload, review, and file. For a free quote, visit LaracyCPA.com now. That's L-A-R-I-S-E-Y-C-P-A.com. I'm excited to share with you something special from our Lake Forest community, the Aesthetic Lounge Med Spa, located at 775 North Bank Lane in Lake Forest near Wisconsin Avenue. This just isn't any spa. They offer an amazing blend of traditional spa services, plus the added benefit of medical procedures and treatments. In a relaxing and luxurious spa environment, you can enjoy a range of cosmetic and aesthetic treatments. These are all performed under the supervision of top medical professionals. The Aesthetic Lounge Med Spa provides skin care, facial rejuvenation, body contouring, laser hair removal, Botox, dermal fillers, chemical peers, and much more. What's great is that each treatment is tailored not just to enhance your appearance, but also to address specific skin concerns and to promote overall well-being. So if you're looking to pamper yourself and take your beauty routine to the next level, give the Aesthetic Lounge Med Spa a call at 224-768-8028 or visit them at their location on North Bank Lane. It's an experience your skin will thank you for. 
We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters. Otto, John C., Helen, and Herrick. 